0: Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and this is another episode of the Meat Gistics podcast. Now, for those of us or those of you just listening, in front of us we have a yearly delight. One of our Meat Gistics members, LKR Fletcher, sends us some of his candied smoked pecans every year, and they are a highlight. It's, yeah, I mean to say they're good is a massive, massive understatement. Um, I was good, let everyone in my department have a small amount, ate some, and then hid my bag because I wanted to save them. Austin, not so much.
1: I took mine home and it's like gone at this point. There's, I actually looked at it last night. uh, There's like crumbs in the bottom at this (laughs) But the crumbs
0: are good, man. Yeah. The crumbs are tasty. So these are pecans that he coats with, uh, I'm guessing some mix of cinnamon, sugar, and I don't know what else, something else
1: i don't know i mean maybe there's a little cocoa to it or something could be because that's like our cinnamon toast shaker that's what like gives that a little extra kick and a a difference to it is it's got a little bit of cocoa in it
0: whatever it is they are absolutely freaking amazing awesome awesome wants to reach out to him to get the recipe i want it to be a once of a year once a year treat
1: I will just send him a chat and ask him for, do for that. the, don't do it. I just, I, I, I can't not, I got, I buy like the praline pecans from Costco in like the big bulk thing. And I could stop doing that. I can make my own. Probably be a lot cheaper I mean, and, that's it, fair. and it tastes a whole lot better. That's fair. But
0: yeah, these are definitely better than what you're going to buy in a store.
1: If I get the recipe from him, I won't tell you what it is. But I'm going to have like a jar of them no, on no, my desk that. at all times Oh come on. just to just to screw with you a little bit.
0: I will walk into your office when you're not there and eat those. <laughs> That's not a smart thing at all.
1: Just so you know, I do have a camera in my office oh, so no. I can I can see what you're doing. It's actually a bad idea to have a camera in my office. Yeah, just a
0: quick Some story. See what you're doing.
1: Uh, my wife has access to it, so <laughs> she, she can see. And one day, she got the brilliant idea that she'd make noise on it and try to scare me. And um, I uh, contemplated turning it off, but uh, I, I strangely, I, I find weird uses for it at times. I've been gone so much in the last like five weeks. Yeah. Um, I've used it here and then here and there to just look in my office. Look and see what's there. Um, so it comes in handy to but, see if
0: somebody like drops something off. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But
1: also can be kind of creepy because, yeah, other people can look in on you.
0: Yeah, but you know who it is watching you. Like, yeah. as long as you know who it is.
1: Unless I'm hacked and. oh, like, the NSA the fact, has probably has feeds to everything.
0: I was going to say, my yeah. FBI agent, one assigned to me, we're like on good terms <laughs> at this point. So I have no problem with that. Speaking, of, it. Law Speaking of law enforcement. Speaking of. When do we get a okay, Nova Hold what on. Happens? First, I want to try these snack sticks. So. Okay. We have two different snack sticks up here. These have been long frozen. Um, those are chipotle lime with encapsulated citric acid. These were the supreme pizza ones we made. Ooh. I forgot we had any packages, uh, packages of this left. They're going to be cold. I defrosted them. Um, I don't think they'll be frozen anymore. A little bit of frozen in the mail. Not going to hurt you. Not bad not going to hurt you. Needs more cheese or something. Mm-hmm. Is there no cheese in here? No, there is.
1: There is. So we need to do something to tweak. I might have got just a seasoning clump. I don't know. That's really strong in a snack stick, though. It's either really strong in a snack stick or I got a, a clump. No, it's but very strong. We should do something to tweak this and turn it into a snack stick blend.
0: So we upped this, I believe... I want to say it was it was either ten or fifteen percent, okay, and that's too much. This needs to be a little bit more milder on the seasoning,
1: because mm-hmm.
0: basically all I'm tasting at this point is seasoning. I'm not tasting the meat.
1: The seasoning's not too bad, but there's a lot of salt in it. The salt is almost enough to give it a little bit of a burn. Mm-hmm. Like it is salty. Uh-huh. It's good. I like it, but it's too much for the average person.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that is one of the big problems anytime you're. um Switching over. I mean, you need to if you're going to use a fresh product to make a cured product, the salt formulation would be higher in the cured product. That's why we always tell people make a small batch first. This, I would say, down it to like five percent more seasoning per pound of meat. Um, You maybe could just use it straight across. I mean, that's very. It is very salty. Very salty, and that's you saying it. So Mm -hmm. that's insane. All right. Now these are even older. These are the um, chipotle lime.
1: Weird texture. Did you do something special to these?
0: They're so old, I don't remember.
1: Lime and snack stick is just good. I really like tangy stuff,
0: though. Oh, yeah, so do I. Shoot. Was this mine? Yeah. It's got like actually... So it's soft, right? I mean, part of that's using the encapsulated citric acid. That's going to give you a little bit softer of a product. But the snap, I'm assuming the microphone's picking that up. I mean, it's a pretty significant snap. Oh, yeah, not bad. So Chipotle and lime, not one I think about a lot when I'm listing off my favorite snack sticks, but it should be up there. Because you get the lime, you add the ECA, so you get more tang. And then that Chipotle's got some heat to it.
1: It does. Like it It's has. not
0: unbearably hot or anything, but it's definitely got some heat to it.
1: It's just got a nice warmth that just kind of sits and coats your mouth. This was a bad idea because I'm going to sniffle the whole podcast now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to really focus on not. But uh, I have been sick, so it's going to be We'll difficult.
0: forgive you. We'll forgive you. All right. So I text Austin. At around 1245 on Monday saying, hey, just FYI, I'm going to be late or I might be late. I'm at the police station at the bare minimum. This should be or could be a good story for the podcast.
1: I immediately responded to John and was like, are you there willingly or are you in
0: handcuffs? (laughs) Was not in handcuffs. So I come in early. I go home for a long lunch every day so I can take my dogs on a long off the leash walk. We go across the field, I put their little shot collars on them, and I just let them walk around. We usually walk for 45 minutes to an hour. um, And we walk in these two fields every day for the last three months, probably. I doubt we've missed more than one or two days in a row. So we're coming back, my little dog stops and just on a beeline jets 20 yards and starts chewing on something in the ground. And I'm like, what is that? So I go over and I'm trying to kick them out of the way. I mean, not kick, but you know, move them out of the way yeah. with my foot. And I finally do it and I see a big bone. And I was like, huh. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Like, what kind of bone is that? I'm like, I have no idea. And so they're, you know, kind of jockeying back and forth for who's going to get the bone. I look right next to it and there's another bone. <clears throat> and it's this one's like curved and hollow inside. So I'm like, hmm what kind of bone is that? Is that a skull? Is that a kneecap? I don't know if a kneecap's a bone or not. So I imagine it is. So I'm like, all right, if we've got a leg bone and a kneecap bone, I'm like, maybe this is something. So took a couple pictures of it, walked, bring them home. And I'm just thinking about it a little bit more. I'm like, well, I might as well go up to the cops, show them the picture and be like, hey, this was over here. So walk into the, well, first of all, had to remind myself at the last second that I'm not allowed to carry in the police station. Oh, yeah. So I was like, Oh with, uh, good Lord. That was, that was bad. That could be real bad. So I go in, talk to the receptionist or whatever, um, tell her the story. And she looks at the picture and some, I can hear some cop in the back. He's like, well, did he drive here? And so I said, yeah, she's like, all right, I'll just follow him home or follow him there. So I go outside and waiting for him. And like, the one cop that I've built the best relationship out of any of them with comes out. I'm like, all right, well, at least this is going to be fun. So he follows me over there. We go walking out, look at the bone. And he's like, huh? It's like, I don't think it's human. He's like, just how thick it is. And it's not like long enough to be, he's like, but I don't know. He's (laughs) like, I'm going to call the chief. So he calls the chief. I can hear him in the back basically say, "Let it, You're in Wichita. Like, because when we cross the street, we're in Wichita. He's like, Let them make the call. So he and I are talking. He calls it into Wichita. And finally, I'm like, Hey, can I just go? Like, I'll give you my phone number. And he's like, Yeah, no problem. So we go walking back to the car. We get to talking more about other stuff, FFL, things like that. And uh, the Wichita cop comes. And he's like, Hey, do you mind go- coming back with us just in case? You know, I'm not 100% sure I can find it. I was like, yeah, we marked it with sticks. I'm like, you could definitely find it. But like, all right, whatever. I'm like, I don't care. So I walked back out there. New cop takes a look at it. He's like, huh. He's like, I really don't know. He's like, I honestly don't believe it's human. He's like, but I'm not going to risk it. So he called it in. Goodness. They got a coroner
1: no way. to come
0: out. <laughs> so we sat there for another like 15 to 20 minutes talking um, and heard some hilarious stories by the way, of like cops losing stuff. Yeah. It was hilarious. So I eventually leave. I'm like, hey, I, I got to get back to work. I'm like, you have my number. <laughs> I gave the new guy my number, address, all that. Take off. And uh, the cop from Bel Air is like, hey, I'll give you a call when we find out you know, anything. But that, I mean, the last thing I heard was that they, a coroner was on the way. So later that day, uh, unknown 316 number comes up. So I'm like, this is that him, obviously. So I answer it. And he's like, yep, just want to let you know it wasn't grandma. I was like, all right, great. (laughs) So in the end, it was nothing. But I did think, like when we were out there, when they called the coroner, I was like, huh, I wonder if I'm a suspect now. Like, if I've inserted, if they think I'm, like, inserting myself into the situation so that like, somebody finds oh, what I've hidden out there.
1: Absolutely. If 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 that came back to be something, you would be
0: on a suspect <sighs> list. They would have to narrow, narrow you off that list. I was just trying to do the right thing. <laughs> like, in all honesty, my only thought, not my only thought, my main thought in going to the cops was, I don't want to be sitting in bed tonight thinking, what if that is a human bone? Like, what if this is something that could... It's all, you know, bring closure to some family. Yeah. So that was the main reason I did it. Um, but I will guarantee you that bone was not there long. Because my dogs... I mean, Regan zeroed in on it from literally 20 yards away. And he went on a bee. He knew he could smell it. And still, yesterday and today, both of them, when we get around where... Because they took the bone with them, I guess. They go nuts, sniffing all around the ground. Now, it had been out there for a while, whatever it was. So what they think happened and I agree was a coyote like just scat was carrying it with them and dropped yeah. them. There are coyote dens all mm. around there. Yeah. Did they ever figure out then what bone it was? No, the only identifying thing, um and I'll put a post in the meatistics uh thread on this. So it looks basically kind of like a, a, a femur, um, but it's like too short and too thick to be a normal human th- femur, right? Hmm. But on one side of it, it's got a groove right down the center. That's about like a three quarters of an inch deep by about, I don't know, three quarters of an inch wide. No, maybe an inch deep by like a quarter inch wide. No idea what his purpose would be. That's weird. Maybe a tendon goes in between there. Like, I don't know. The one thing, the first cop was like, it's a deer bone. I'm pretty sure. I'm like, I'm fairly positive it's not. Like I don't know many deer bones that are about as thick around as my forearm. Yeah, that would be a massive deer, and very short, very very short. Um, So that's that story. Speaking of deer, I'm gonna go back out Saturday and try and get my doe. Sweet, Uh, crossbow again? Then no, bring my six point five. Okay, so the the only thing that's possibly making me feel like I'm not gonna do it or only thing that could change my mind is if I can find a cool place to go in January that's public land within an hours or so drive so that I can go try my spot and stalk. Because I'm very serious about wanting to try that. I might go anyways, even if I get a deer and just not shoot anything.
1: Just to see if you could get, uh-huh. find something, stalk it, get close enough to- To do it. To take it, yeah. yeah. That would be really sweet. Touch it. We might have to start like uh, a new segment of our meat, meatgistic
0: stuff and do a hunting show out of it. I would be a well. How would I be a probably not good. I ask a lot of questions. I ask Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's this? Hey, what's this? Hey, what's this? Is he is he going with you? No. Okay. No, he didn't come with me when I. I mean, he met me there after I got that buck. Just like, kind of helped me out. And I watched a ton of videos, and I feel like I could have done it but there's no way I would have done it as fast because it wasn't fast or as well if he hadn't been there, like showing me what to do. So I was glad he came. Cool. Um, Speaking of a new segment. So I talked about this a long time ago, but I'm thinking about starting, like there was a long time ago. I had like some post out there about what I was eating and what, you know, I was going to update it every week or something like that. And then I did none of that. Like it went on for like maybe three weeks. And then I was like, yeah, no, I just don't have time for this. But my diet is so crap right now. I just feel so uncomfortable. I, have a, I took a testosterone test, sent it in, and they responded sending me another test because it was contaminated. I'm pretty sure it was just because I sent it in when I had like the worst of the COVID. Oh. So they were like, yeah, no, something's wrong with this. <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but um, keep trying to remember because you got to do it first thing in the morning. But I'm, um, I, what I want to do is do that, do it, my testosterone test, eat clean for a couple of months, try and get back into shape, and then do it again to yeah. see how that changes. Because I guarantee you it'll go up. I can almost guarantee you my testosterone is lower now than it was like whenever I was in my best shape just before all the COVID nonsense started.
1: Does diet and eating more meat, less meat, anything in particular affect things? Or is it the, the activity and working acti- outside of things? Sure,
0: it, it all plays a part. Uh, diet absolutely plays a part. But more than anything, it's the amount of body fat and belly fat you're carrying. Mm. And like I said on the live stream, I was able to put my microphone <laughs> on my belly for I think probably the first time since I've been down here. So I don't, I don't really know what that means. Probably nothing good.
1: I don't think I want to do a test and find out because I've had a shelf for a lot longer than you have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that is kind of a plan. One of the things I'm, I'm thinking of doing. Um, I, I haven't step, stepped on a scale and I feel like I almost have to pre-diet to get myself up for stepping on the scale.
1: That's usually It's going to be bad. Yeah, that's usually what I do. Like cuz I don't I don't want to know like where I'm at until like I'm like, okay, let's at least wait like a week to like lose some of the just uh-huh. bloat and the crap, eat good for a week, weigh in, and then you're like, oh, I'm not as bad as I thought. <laughs> but But I, you were. I I actually just got on the scale this weekend. My wife was like uh, we were talking about some different stuff and she's like, she's like, I'm, I'm weighing. And then she like pushes the scale over to me. <laughs> she didn't say anything. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gotta okay. face it. Gotta face it. All right. Hold on. So you know what your weight is right now? Yeah. Okay. What if we, have you ever been pepper sprayed? Oh, no, I'm not doing right, anything let's do, involving pepper spray. Why not? It's not that, that bad. No, it's not that bad. No, that it's is really not that bad. Uh, uh-uh. that, mm, what about those like ridiculously hot chips?
1: Ooh, that could be fun. Okay, but no. What do you mean? But no. I I have I have so many issues with with acid reflux and stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. Then like, then
0: pepper spray is the better. Neither of those. You
1: need to find find something. <laughs> those are my two thoughts. <laughs> Get the salt gun out. No, let's that's do, not enough. Let's, okay. Well, let's like instead of in the arm, let's shoot in the face. We got wear goggles. I don't know. In the that would that would be better in the neck than
0: uh any so we of your have, other options. We have a what is it? Is it a weight loss competition? Because that's not necessarily worth anything. I mean, I could dump a bunch of weight just by stop working out. It'd have to be like a percentage of uh, body weight, not just total weight loss. Yeah, but even then, like I if I, I stop working out, muscle will go away. You
1: think just like that?
0: Uh, I mean, just like that? No, but within a couple of weeks, I'd be six, seven pounds lighter. That's crazy. From just doing that. Huh. I didn't realize it would do that that fast. Yeah, muscle eats itself stupid fast. If we could just train it to eat just fat. It would be nice. That would be the best way. All right, so we'll come up with something or percentage of weight lost combined with something else. I don't know what that other thing will be.
1: How long does it go on for? Two months? Ooh, that's a long time.
0: That requires a
1: lot of, (laughs) lot of motivation.
0: Well, what what's your what's your counter to two months?
1: I don't know. I mean, I could I could hunker down for like a month. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) a month. Although, to be honest, after you get through about usually what my my yeah, you stop being hungry. Once it's after like two weeks, yeah, your body adjusts and you're just just like, like,
0: mm, I'm good. It's the having the motivation to get to that point. Uh-huh. When, here's how I know I'm in like the perfect diet. When I'm about to fall asleep and I'm a little bit hungry and it feels good. Like not like, oh God, I want to eat something. But it's like, oh, my stomach is nice and empty. I'm going to sleep well tonight. That's how I know. Like And my other big test is that carrots are sweet. Like when I taste a carrot, I'm like, ooh, that mm-hmm. is sweet. That means I'm not eating a lot of extra sugar.
1: Yeah. And...
0: All right, so next week we're weighing in. So that is, right. that is the 14th. So that will then give us, if we go four weeks, the next, the closest one would be January 4th. Here's the problem though, Christmas and New Year's. That makes don't it care really New New hard. Christmas you guys don't do anything before. for New Year's? Eh,
1: yeah. yeah. not much. No, okay. not a ton. Um, the biggest thing doing for new year's this year is new year's Eve. Somebody's playing in a new year's six bowl game. I don't know about your team, (laughs) but my team is playing Alabama. We're not, I shouldn't say playing Alabama, uh, Alabama. I don't think is going to have a chance. Uh, we're just going to run train all over the top.
0: Is Bryce Young playing? Doesn't matter. Pro pro pro. I feel like it does. Nah. If Bryce Young and what's his, Eddie Jackson, Eddie at An- their defensive end? Yeah, I don't know. If those two play, that that makes a huge difference. Who's not playing for your team?
1: Um, I don't think anybody will sit out. The, on, the only person that might is uh, Felix is Azama because he's been so beat up and banged up, and he is going to be a first-round guy. That, oh, is
0: that the offensive lineman?
1: No, defensive lineman. Wow. Um, Who's your offensive lineman? That's like Cooper Beeb. Cooper Beeb. Yeah. But Felix, he's been so beat up. I could see him going, hey, I'm not like even I'm not I'm not up to par on where I should be. I need to take time off to recover before I get into uh, pro days. And uh, what is the
0: the combine combine? Yeah. yeah and that I don't stuff. blame those kids who do that literally at all. Like a couple of years ago, it was, uh, what's his name? Ed, uh, not Ed McCaffrey. What's um, McCaffrey, the great running back, Mike McCaffrey. Christian. Christian McCaffrey. Christian. Made big headlines by him being like, yeah, I'm not playing our bowl game. I got to get ready for, like, you know, there are millions of dollars on the line there. Like, I totally get that. It sucks. Uh, Michael Meyer, our all-world tight end, isn't going to play in our bowl game. But I get it. Like, I, I totally get it. He's the all-time Notre Dame tight end receiving touchdown record. I think receptions, I don't think he has yards. But think about some of the great tight ends that have come out of Notre Dame. If he's even up in the conversation of best tight end to come out of there, that's pretty good. And I told my wife many times this year while we were watching Notre Dame games, I'd be, I'd be fine if the Commanders took him in the first round. The first mock I saw had them taking him at 18. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, please. Oh, yes, cool. please but is this supposed to be a meat podcast usually we're yeah sometimes i think we,
1: i think we talk about meat normally
0: i think yeah. so sometimes we circle it's, it's like around meat it's football
1: i i personally think that's part of what gives people entertainment is we don't just like get so focused on one thing we kind of our focus is meat but we just kind of dabble
0: yeah yeah it, sometimes it's more entertaining it, Sometimes it amazes me that people find us entertaining, but then I look at it from outside. I mean, we've been friends six years now,
1: somewhere around that. I don't know. I'm not good with time. Scott, it's
0: somewhere in there because I've worked here going on nine years and I worked for you after working about two and a half years in customer service. So it's somewhere around that. And we've done a ridiculous number of live streams, but now the podcasts and just a, a ton of other stuff together. So. I guess I can see why that would be amusing to other people. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else before we get into Meat Matters? No. Nope. All right, Meat Matters. I've got some good stuff today. Um,
1: John was so giddy earlier when he, <laughs> we, we were talking about podcasts. He he was just pumped for now, the new stories
0: he's got today. I have calmed down a little bit. Just that's how I tend to go. Um, but uh, first, 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 Uh, story we have is from CNBC and it's Kroger hikes forecast after stronger grocery sales top estimates. So for the full year, Kroger now anticipates adjusted net earnings to range from $4.05 to $4.15. It had previously expected $3.95 to $4.05. Some retailers such as Target and Coles have reported noticeable pullback in spending. McMullen said Kroger hasn't seen the same in part because cooking at home costs less than dining out. When we talk to our customers, they're telling us they're changing. But so far, they're changing on purchases other than food. Of course, you have to eat. I mean, I I, I don't understand, not that I don't understand the purpose of this article, because I do understand that. But eating out is more expensive than buying your own food. And everybody has to buy food. Everybody doesn't have to buy almost anything else not everybody has to buy clothes. I, once a year, I get two pairs of jeans and then I wear the same t-shirts all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't go out and spend money on anything really, but so electronics, all of that, of course, that's going to have an up and down, like what Target sells, what Kohl's sells. Those are um, luxuries. Mm -hmm. Food is not a luxury.
1: Yeah. The biggest thing, I mean, the biggest Luxury portion of food is people may go from buying a, a name brand to an off brand or a, a high end cut of meat to just a, a buying a ribeye to go into a, a sirloin or something.
0: What is the most expensive thing that you buy at the grocery store? Like, what do you think? Not like this is where the bulk of my money goes, but like the most expensive individual purchases. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't hardly do any of the grocery shopping at all anymore. Okay. My wife does 99% of it. That makes so sense. I have no idea. It gives me more sticker shock when I go, when I do go to the grocery it's store. Because I don't see it every day all the time. I go every, once a month, maybe. And uh, so when I do see stuff, I'm like, what the
0: heck? That's so
1: not, not possible.
0: When my wife was getting her MBA, I did exclusively the grocery shopping. Like she had no time to do anything. I did everything. So when that all ended, we went to Aldi's. I mean, we didn't like make a point of, oh, you're done now, but like it just happened. I'm like, hey, you wanna come to Aldi's with me? So we used to play this game, guess the cart. No money involved, (laughs) no nothing. Like it was still just who can get closer. So I said, how much do you think this is? And she said, $75. I'm like, you have not been listening to me at all. I'm like, I told you groceries have doubled. And she's like, yeah, but this is all these. And like, that's $140 easy. Get up there it was like $138 something. I was like, and she couldn't believe it. I'm like, yeah. I've been telling you this. Uh-huh. Like things have gotten ridiculously expensive. But you need it. Like, that's why I tell the grocers or the people checking out, don't tell me. Don't want to know. Just gonna ruin my day, and I need it. So yeah, but it's really annoying.
1: The, the one one of the inter, other interesting things on this they're talking about how much like sales have gone up. Like Kroger identical stores rose 6.9%. It's almost actually bad. Yes, they increased, but that's lower than inflation is right now. So it it they're technically bringing in less than they were. Mm-hmm. So people people have to be making some sort of adjustments related to food, but I think Um, people probably aren't buying less food. They're just probably buying somewhat less expensive food options.
0: So I wonder how many people... So my quarter of beef is in up at Crables. Um, Hopefully, I'm going to go get my deer Saturday morning and then go up to Crables and get that because they're only open till noon. And all the other hours that they're open, I'm here. So they either hold it till next weekend or I somehow make it. Anyways, I wonder how many other people are doing that. like People like me... Are instead of buying their meat at the grocery store, because just being per- 100% honest, the quality at Dylan's of meat is terrible. It has gotten really, really bad to the point where I bought two steaks or steaks twice for me and my wife. First one, I just kind of wrote it off as a fluke. The next one, I was like, all right, well, I'm done buying meat there. Like, I know how I cook these steaks. They should be like really tender and they were tough. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. I don't know i i do i mean i i would say like when i'm if i buy meat and i don't since walnut valley opened up a shop in andover mm-hmm. i don't i don't buy meat from uh the grocery store like at all anymore um i i used to more because it was just convenient but now walnut valley's right there so convenient Yep, i just go there but when i go there i just yeah what they got on their shelf whatever i'm like yeah that's good grab it go when i'm like at the at the standard grocery store dylan's walmart whatever I'm so picky. I will sit there and look through every single piece of meat like, nope, that looks horrible, nah, horrible, nah. horrible, horrible. Try to
0: find something that looks looks good. But um, Yeah. Anytime I have people coming over for dinner or especially if they're coming in from out of town, like I don't go to Dylan's. I don't even go to Sam's. I'll go to Yoder's. I'll go to Walnut. I'll go something like that because the quality is significantly better. Cost is more. It's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit more expensive, but really worth it. Yeah, the only reason that I ever buy steaks there is I'm a slave for convenience. It's just like, oh, I'm here.
1: We could probably probably ask some of our commercial <laughs> customers around the area uh, <laughs> what what they're seeing. No, 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 as far as custom goes, Have are them, they seeing
0: custom up or down? I've got a better idea. Have them all send us meat to try (laughs) and we will rate them uh free meat for austin and john
1: i would be in but i don't think you're gonna talk them into it
0: (sighs) probably not they know because they know i'm like a drug addict i'll buy it anyways if if
1: if our if our podcast was only for people around the wichita area i guarantee we could we could comp out advertising on that that's probably true our listeners are scattered just all over the U.S., Yeah, uh, no one's probably going to be like, oh, I'll take that
0: advertising. That's uh, fair. If anybody wants to, though, feel free to reach out. Yeah, um, But I did have a note on that. It was just uh, hunt, stock up, and learn to make your own food at home, because this is not going to get any better or cheaper for quite some time. Um, all right. Now, this next article, part of the reason I wanted to do it and i 100 percent will post the uh pictures here or post the link here scroll down till you get to that picture uh so sorry the article is with no power to fend off poultry farms neighbors live with stench and nuisances so that's it's a small go up it's a very small link it's the second link oh okay. yeah yeah very small link So I'm gonna talk, while you do that, keep scrolling down and tell me if that's something we'd ever be able to do, because it's fascinating, and then we'll talk about that. Okay, Um, about 230,000 North Carolinians now live within a half mile of a poultry farm, an analysis by the Charlotte Observer and News Observer shows. Interviews and aerial photos suggest more bands, massive barns, sorry, massive structures that can hold up to 40,000 chickens a piece might be coming. Neighbors within three quarters of a mile of a farm can have an increased risk of acquiring pneumonia, and those living within a mile can see the values of their home decrease. I'm sorry. I don't have sympathy for this. To me, this feels a lot like somebody who buys a house across the street from a biker bar at a discount and then complains about the noise at two o'clock in the morning. Like, It was there. You knew it was there. You bought it. I'm sorry, it probably sucks, but that's the way things go. Um, What Austin is seeing is what I saw for the first time. In the middle of this article, it's got an image of some fake chickens. And as you try to scroll past it, it changes to like a Google Maps type thing and just keeps scrolling you out and out and out and out. And as you do that, more text pops up. It's really interesting. In
1: theory, we could do something like that. That's from... OpenStreetMap, and I'm pretty sure that is it's not the same exact thing, but in premise the same thing behind what we do with our Meet map of where all the uh individual ah, users are. Okay. Uh yep, we use uh our data comes from OpenStreetMap.
0: No, who is in India? Click on those two. Delete them. We've not had a single valid user from India. Oh, I'm not logged in. No, all right. I'll delete them after this. It's annoying, but I just don't. I'm sorry. Like it was, it predated you. Yes, I'm sure they smell terrible, but that's why you got your property for what you got it for, most likely.
1: There's also, yeah, I don't know. I struggle with some of that stuff when people talk about things like that. The the I I don't like if something was near me that I didn't like. I wouldn't want to move because I like where I'm at but it would be it's different if if it's already there or if something comes in but it's we have a very big country if you don't want to live next to a farm or uh a ranch some whatever whatever it is like there's a lot of other places out there that that you can't live
0: even if something comes in while you're living there you should have had time notice all that to push back with the town zoning board like that got approved to be there so that's the way the world goes. When we first built our house, they tried to build a assisted living elderly home directly across the street from us, not on the other side of the pond, but literally across the street from us. Our HOA got together, went to the, the town, and we're like, not a chance. Like, you're not rezoning this for that. Like, yeah. you have your opportunities to push back if you don't take advantage of them. Like, if nobody did anything with that and they just let them build that, no one in our neighborhood should be complaining about it. hmm So... All right. Here we go. This is the one that I was truly (laughs) excited for. I'm shocked you didn't start with this. No, 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 no. no. Nestle hints at vegan future with three new plant-based categories. So Swiss food giant Nestle transforms its global portfolio with new vegan foie gras, plant-based eggs, and dairy-free Toll House chocolate chips to serve younger consumers. And my first note on this is, go ahead. I'd love to see Nestle crumble. It is a truly vile company that I hope topples. The list of just atrocities that they've committed is way more than anything we could cover in this. But I did write down a few of the greatest hints. A few are just the, the higher end deserving of being called out ones. Um, first... They basically went into impoverished countries in Africa and got doctors on board with them to start giving new mothers this baby formula and telling them that they needed to use it exclusively. They gave it to them for free as a sample. Specifically timed out so when the sample end the mother wouldn't be lactating anymore. So it would interrupt her lactation cycle and they would have to use that formula. That is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about late-stage capitalism? That is. If you're going to go after with, what do you want to call it? It's not illegal, obviously, but unethical uh, business practices to pre- or new mothers, people mm-hmm. who've just had a baby, I mean, that is truly disgusting. Then they mine water. What's mining water, you might add? Oh, it's just getting the water rights or access to all the the water rights. Um, Then it becomes property of Nestle. They try to get water reclassified as a need instead of a right. Access to public water should not be a public right. That is Nestle CEO, Peter Brabick. I think he was CEO at the time. He's not anymore. Uh, They're also the largest holder of water rights in Michigan. Where's Flint? Wasn't that in Michigan? Yeah. Yeah probably could have fixed that in a week if they wanted to i didn't think about that but nestle yeah they bottle a lot of water oh we're gonna get to a lot of water we're gonna get to more water stuff um in i i did not even know about this one but through the 70s in ethiopia nestle had invested up to about six million dollars which is a significant amount back in the 70s right Ethiopia had a military coup where the military took control of the country and took control of all of its assets. Nestle's has been trying to get their investment back still, I think maybe to this day for $6 million. Through two famines, they kept trying to get their money back. As that country was experiencing a famine where millions of people died, they were still trying to no, I know your people are dying and starving to death, but we we deserve money. No response. He's shocked. He can't even speak. I'm just, yeah, I'm still reading and catching up. I didn't read ahead of time. Oh. Um, then we have the chocolate price fixing. Uh, they got together with Hershey's, Mars, and Cadbury, and they were sharing what their chocolate pricing was going to be so that they could fix the market. I mean, we talked about it, like maybe the last three... Podcast, I've asked how much of our food industry is fraud, and I think it's a lot.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Like I said before, like hard to know. You, you just you hope it's not, but, but you see, you see a lot of stuff that happens, and you think, well, if some someone does it here, someone else is probably doing it over there. Yes, and but. just
0: not getting caught. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I, it just it frustrates me beyond belief that we can't even keep the most in, one of the most important industries in our country clean of fraud, dishonest business practices, um, eh, fraud. I mean that's what it is. Uh, then they were using melamine instead of uh, protein in baby's milk. This was mostly a problem in China, but they were going to the milk makers. And saying, this is melamine, it has zero nutritional benefit, it won't even, your body won't treat it as a calorie, but if you put it in your product, you can claim it has a higher protein count.
1: Really? Yep. I've never heard of that before, so I had to look up and see what the heck that
0: is. What, melamine? Uh Uh-huh. It's a synthetic protein, I think it's classified as. Huh. Uh, Then, you know, I mean, worked with Mugabe, uh, the Zimbabwe president, emperor, whatever he calls himself, who kicked all the white farmers off their land and seized all of that. he They worked with him to get milk from those farms that he had seized. So, I mean, that's pretty ethical. Um, and then the mislabeling and flat out lying about Poland spring waters. So they did a, a study. They claim on the land that they say they get all their water from Poland Springs, that there's seven active springs. And somebody did the math or like, hey, If you really are getting all that water, we'd be able to, like, it wouldn't even just be an underground spring. It would be geysers coming up. There is no way that there's a spring feeding all this. You're just taking groundwater. That's just groundwater. There's no spring fed anything. They refuse to change. They refuse to make any adjustments. That's crazy. So go ahead. Try to push your vegan nonsense on everybody. I will laugh as it fails.
1: I, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to like ban you from like bringing up like <laughs> vegan stories why every- wow. it's just it's just depressing like every week I know we've talked about that before where you talked about how how many news articles like when you when you go and look for stuff how yep. many are more on, or on like a plant-based meat course but unquote, not
0: just plant or- also the Seller, whatever you call that yeah
1: but something that's not truly meat Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's it's just there's so much of it out there i i wonder if if somebody like nestle is really going that hard into the vegan stuff like what what is ultimately going to happen because i don't think it can be that big i think it's going to be something that sticks around um i think i i think it's going to have more of an impact i think than you do um but at the same time like are we both missing the boat on it can we be missing the boat We could
0: be missing the boat but it won't be big here it will not dominate in the american market it may dominate in other areas of the country or areas of the world and we're just not seeing that yeah that is possible
1: it would also just destroy like economies around us uh i forget what the actual number is um a couple weeks ago a few weeks ago, it was at a K-State game. They were talking about what percentage of Kansans are, like, involved in farming, ranching, and that whole uh-huh. deal. And it was, like, a very, very high number. Um, I don't remember what it was. It's more than just a few people here and there. Sure. Um, but you, you, so you-, ch- you change all of that, and it would it would
0: destroy economies. You're talking about not only just the rancher, but the guy who supplies the rancher with X, Y, and Z, right? Mm-hmm. So like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can see that that number being, being fairly high around here. On the other hand, from a business standpoint, if there was a severe depletion in the demand or availability for meat, just generally in the U.S., people are still going to get it no matter what, meaning they're going to our customers then become more important the small to mid-sized processor becomes more important not less because once you get out of economies of scale cargill all of those they won't be able to keep up doing what they're doing yeah so um but no we'll we'll never stop talking about vegan stuff because i find it Funny. I just and hope, interesting.
1: It went, went, it, looking back on history in 20 years, I hope we're on the right side of things because I'm pretty confident that we are, but there's always that little voice in the back of my head that's like, nope, things are going to change and you're not going to
0: like it. Let me tell you why I'm fairly confident that we aren't. Because I just heard the first scientist in I don't know how long start talking about, no, no, no. It's not, the climate's not getting warmer. It's getting colder. We need to get ready for the next ice age. They just keep trying to trot out these new things to scare and distract us, and then they switch it, and then they switch it. Back in the 70s, that was what everyone feared was global cooling, not global warming. Mm-hmm. So these you. things never stick. They just keep yeah. coming and going. Meat uh, is here forever.
1: You know, the the the, the crazy thing, we're, yeah, we're getting off topic, but the crazy thing is they're probably right. There's probably global cooling. There's global warming. Mm-hmm. There's both. It's here and there, and it's sure. moving. And it just that's it's just how the world works. It's it's m- human humans can have a uh, impact on it, but it would pr- something would probably not be going right if it was just always the same all the time. Change is going to happen. Right. You just don't want it to be a drastic change that yeah when has you- a major impact
0: on everything. But it's going to change. Yep. Yep. All right. Next one. Uh, At-home dining continues to boost meat sales, but inflation is shifting shoppers' habits. So it says, in 2022, uh, inflation has had a major impact on how consumers shop for meat. In the earlier days of the pandemic and uncertainty of 2021, consumers in the meat department were doing a lot of stocking up. They weren't sure when they were going to get to the store again. But behavior has changed in 2022 as COVID surges subside a bit and shoppers felt more comfortable making more frequent grocery trips. Just by the nature of the fact that they were more open, immediately you would have seen less volume per trip. Couple that with record high inflation and meat being the most expensive thing you buy at the store and you have more trips but less volume per trip. We're buying for what we need versus stocking up. Makes perfect sense to me. Really, my favorite thing about that is that more people are eating at home instead of going to restaurants, you know, four nights a week. Not that I have anything against restaurants. I've worked at them growing up, but people really should be eating at home. A restaurant should be something you go to occasionally. I love going to
1: restaurants because I'm not like a huge fan of like making food at home. I just feel like a lot of time it takes takes up a lot of time. And yeah,
0: you have kids. I don't have a ton of it. Everything. Yeah, but
1: yeah. my wife does most, most, most all of all. If, it, if it's meat-related. If it's Totino's. It's uh, I made pizza the other night. I did. Was it I, a
0: Totino's?
1: Uh, no, it was a Jack's.
0: Uh, I don't know Jack's.
1: Jack's are kind of like a tombstone, the round oh, okay. ones. With, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but cheaper than a tombstone. Um, they are just the... Yeah, uh, off topic, but they are just like the lowest changing pizza i've seen so it's always like
0: the most uh the same as the last time you're talking about cost uh cost like
1: used to be able to get them on sale for like a dollar 99 or sometimes even a little bit less now they're like normally they'd be like 249 right now they're like 279 but like everything else all the other pizzas um that uh, Totino's are $2 now. Yeah. Started buying those at like 70 cents a piece. Um, there's Red Baron's. Red Baron's went up a lot. Um,
0: that was always my go-to when I mm-hmm. wanted a frozen pizza. Was Red Baron
1: has a really good bacon pizza. I love mm-hmm. it. But uh, everything has gone up. But Jack's is like the one that has gone up by the lowest amount. Okay.
0: So that's what I'm buying right now. Okay. Bring in next time you you have one, bring in the ingredients label. Okay. I want to look at that. I'll bet you it is. Horrifying. Yeah, if you're selling a pizza for two dollars,
1: I mean, there's not a lot of toppings on it. Gotta, it doesn't. You no, no, gotta, no, 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 You
0: gotta add your own cheese the to f- it. Basically, basically, the wheat and cheese should cost more than that for a full pizza. Yeah,
1: I don't know. We'll see. Oh, okay. yeah, I'll bring it in. I still have, I still have some at home. So, uh,
0: All right. this is a, and in, in, it was part of that last article. It says, "Inside the meat department: What's new and what's next." WGB asked Jonah Parker, uh, principal at IRI's Fresh Center of Excellence, to gaze into her crystal ball and predict predict what's next in the meat department. Uh, Dark meat. Things are seeing quite an upgrade in terms of a share of importance. Plus, dark meat can be more budget-friendly, and knowledgeable cooks are discovering how flavorful it can be. I feel like everyone always knew dark meat was better, like from a taste standpoint, yes?
1: Isn't it Like, is it the meat itself or is it because like that area of the meat typically is going to have a higher fat content?
0: Yeah. So like the legs of the turkey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's that.
1: Okay. I don't know. I'm still a fan of white meat.
0: The first time when I was a kid that they ever like got me to try dark meat, I was like, oh, why have I been eating the breast of the turkey? This is way better. And from there on, I was just like, no, I'll take the legs. Um, Meat needs a story. Younger shoppers especially want to know where their meat came from and how it was raised. This is... Are we going to start having like Bob and Lucy? Oh, that was... And I saw a meme that was um, from a animal rights activist and they were going to the thing and putting stickers on packages of meat with names on it. And the best response was someone was like, I would treat it like when Coke puts the names on it and I'd look for mine. Like I had <laughs> yeah to yeah search until I found a John uh-huh. to eat. So, but this I, I mean, this is something that is going to disrupt the meat market in a, a large way. I think, and it's more people pushing for knowing where their their meat came from and how it was raised. I think that's more and more important to more people. But yeah, um, thinking beyond traditional cuts, consumers are willing to branch out to some non-traditional options. Um, And then marinated and pre-seasoned meats are also growing. They're raw, but they're ready to cook. There are Americans that will pick convenience over anything else, like Austin. Uh, Why smoke rings in meat aren't as important as you might think is from the tasting table. It says other cooking methods like roasting or baking turn myoglobin gray upon reaching the correct temperature. Gray typically indicates doneness in meat. Absolutely wrong. 100% indicates over in my mind mm. no i know i'm just yeah, being like i like my rare steaks uh, a pink smoke ring happens when nitrogen and wood or charcoal smoke seeps into the outer layer of meat before it cooks all the way the amount of myoglobin the temperature at which the meat is cooked and the concentration of nitric oxide in the smoke all determine the extent of the smoke ring commercially available liquid smoke can also make a pink ring I've seen countless videos of uh chefs making brisket <laughs> in their oven by using um cure they mm-hmm. just rub the outside with cure let it sit for 24 hours and then cook it in there and it's got a perfect smoke ring. Yeah. So it really is just nitric oxide. It's not the smoke seeping into the meat.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I I am surprised at how many people like don't have any idea on that because like to me at least like eating meat that has like a big smoke ring on it Mm -hmm. i before i actually knew what it was i was like this isn't i was like this isn't this isn't right something's not right this doesn't have any more smoke flavor it's not like it's different from something else but um i have seen more um and the way i would probably do it i don't do it because i just don't care about the appearance like that i'm just i care about the flavor but i'd mix up a little spray bottle and Put a little, little yeah. bit of sugar in it and use it as a spritz because um, a lot of people do that when they're barbecuing or smoking anyways. Is yeah. They're going to spritz stuff with apple juice or something. You just do that. Have a little cure in there and uh, do the same thing as, yeah, the smoke reacting and turning into nitric, o- nitric oxide.
0: That's interesting. I don't know that I've heard of somebody spritzing it with nitric oxide. We need to do some testing on that. See if that would actually work.
1: I wonder if you can do that in barbecue comps or if that would be like illegal.
0: I would imagine it would be Because you get really, illegal. really bright. Uh, I'd imagine yeah. that'd be illegal. There's got to be outlawed components, ingredients. There's the word. Um, ground beef taco has a surprising ingredient. This is from NPR oatmeal. What? Don't worry about it. All I said is no, it doesn't go away. NPR. (laughs) We're not talking about that at all. Oatmeal in your tacos. Shut up. Terrible.
1: Like that just, okay. Some of the, this just blows my mind because so many things in like the food world, I feel like are opposites of each other and what people say they want think they want and then what they actually do and talk about is like oh we should do it this way um this being like um fillers that people would would absolutely lose it if if they went out to a restaurant and ordered a uh, cheeseburger and it was half filled with mm-hmm. other ingredients oatmeal and whatever else to make it appear like you're getting more. Um, but then you could have a recipe for it online and people get excited because, hey, I'm gonna put oatmeal in it, that sounds great. Well, why? Because if you bought, that, you bought that anywhere, you'd lose your mind because you want a cleaner label with less ingredients and you don't want fillers, but then it's like, oh, well, no, this is awesome. Let's do this, let's put oatmeal in it. It's a great point.
0: That's, That's an absolutely great point, but it goes back to people say one thing and do another. It's all virtue signaling. It's the reason uh, epidemiologist studies are useless. Is that the right word, epidemiologist? I have no idea. The food journal is useless. Because people say, oh, no, I only had this, this, and this. It's like, oh, you forgot the bag and a half of chips you ate and the tub of ice cream, fatty. Um, I take offense. You should. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a new hero. And their name is the Skeptical Cardiologist. Now, I have found a hashtag, Skeptical Cardiologist, and I have found this guy's webpage, but he doesn't have an email address, and I don't think he has his own like social media. So I am I am trying to get this guy on the, the podcast because he would be a fascinating study. Um, but... This is from this article he wrote. He says, in fact, in the last decade, it has become widely accepted by nutritional scientific community that substituting refined carbohydrates for saturated fat does not lower the risk of cardiovascular disease, lower your risk for diabetes, or aid in weight management. Despite this, highly respected sources for dietary advice on lowering cardiovascular risk continue to spread misinformation. Uh, misinformation and conflate healthy protein sources with foods that are low in saturated fat. In 2015, I described the conflict occurring in the nutritional scientific community between the old guard traditionalists and more scientifically open-minded progressives. An excerpt from this post is, uh, the traditionalists have have shifted from condemning all fats to vilifying only saturated and trans fats they would like to explain at least part of the reduction in coronary heart mortality as due to lower saturated fat consumption and the accompanying lowering of LDL or bad cholesterol. The SFA traditionalists fortunately are in decline and more and more in the last five years, prominent thinkers, researchers, and scientists working on the connection between diet and the heart believe saturated fats are neutral, but sugar and refined carbs are harmful. Now, I'm going to continue reading from this just for a little bit more because I think it's really important. Although seven years have passed since that post, there has been only slightly incremental improvement in messaging and the traditionalists are still in control of the American Heart Association and many other nutritional websites. I just checked what the AHA has to say about meat and dairy, and it's still promulgating the outdated traditional concepts. The AHA recommends choosing healthy sources of proteins, mostly from plant sources, Regularly eating fish and seafoods, substituting non fat and low fat dairy products in place of the full fat versions. And for pre- people who eat meat and poultry, choosing the lean and unprocessed ones. Anytime, I, I mean, I feel like everybody at this point is, if you're paying any attention, knows that if something says low fat, run. Because all they've done is stripped out the fats that are good for you and you need and replaced it with a bunch of sugar or some other source of, you know, refined carbs. There's a new term for uh, uh, corn syrup, and I can't remember what it is. They're calling corn syrup something different now, so people miss it on labels. Is it actually something different? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's corn syrup.
1: It's still corn syrup. It's still corn
0: syrup. I can't remember it, but that, maybe. Uh, In general, red meats such as beef, pork, and lamb have more saturated fat than skinless chicken, fish, and plant protein. Saturated fats can raise your blood cholesterol and increase your risk of heart disease. First of all, the fact that the AHA is saying that, and I know that ingested cholesterol has almost nothing to do with the cholesterol in your blood, is a crime. (laughs) Whoever is just parroting out this same old nonsense needs to be taken out of their job. You are... Giving people health advice that is in direct conflict with like what the current knowledge is. These are probably the same people who took $50,000 to write the food py- er, pyramid and put carbs at the bottom. You don't get as upset about this as I do.
1: I don't know as much about it because, uh, Yeah. I don't know because anything I've ever done nutrition, I've I've mostly focused on just your total caloric intake and sure. not caring as much about how
0: I get there. So it's just that I'm there. Did you ever read about the Twinkie experiment? Uh, the high school teacher? No. He wanted to prove to his kids that it's just calories in, calories out. So he changed nothing, recorded how many how many calories he was eating in a day, and switched that all out to Twinkies. And he didn't gain like a pound, no change whatsoever. All the other things that go along with your health other than your weight, all cratered. So yes, for your weight, it will stick the same, but it's going to mess with your hormones. It's going to mess with your blood sugar. It's going to mess with everything. That's,
1: I mean, that's like taking it to an extreme though. Like I wouldn't like, yeah. I wouldn't switch to a diet of just twinkies no he was trying trying to prove a point like it's still like you still have to have some sort of moderation to things but how i don't know how important is it all obviously if 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 you were told like hey you need to stop eating meat like that's gonna be hard because you stop eating meat and there's a lot of stuff
0: that you're gonna miss out on who's telling me is it god because if it's not god i'm not doing it
1: well flip it to the other side and say i'm only gonna eat meat there's still other stuff that you can miss out on By only eating meat or maybe on what kind of meat you're eating. Uh, If if you're eating like steak all the time, it's going to be better for you than if you're just eating chicken breast.
0: Do you know what scurvy is? Mm -hmm. Scurvy is something that pirates used to get because they would go out in the ocean and have no uh, availability of like vitamin C. So like you get a discoloration of the skin, gums bleed a lot. It's a bad thing. So all these people who are doing like just the carnivore diet, people are trying to figure out like, hey, why are you guys not getting scurvy? Like you're not getting any vitamin C, you're not getting any whatever else is in these citrus foods. Turns out when you eliminate carbs, your vitamin C requirements like drop through the floor. Hmm. You need way, way less vitamin C. Interesting. I want to do the meat only diet. But people keep sending me like these delicious yeah things that i have to eat
1: to be honest if we actually do a uh, like a fitness weight competition whatever we want to call it uh i would be very tempted to go to a mostly meat diet not gonna be possible because i even even if i'm like watching what i eat i will still eat pizza it will happen there is no way around it it's gonna happen but do that one day a week you have your one cheat day and then you got six good days. If
0: that is the attitude you go into this with, I'm going to beat you so embarrassingly that you'll give oh, up no. by.
1: No, 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 Okay. I guarantee you I can beat the, beat the pants off of you. So you this. won't. I still have You my, won't
0: eat pizza once a week.
1: Oh no, I will. I will eat my pizza and I will still beat you. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Going to be interesting. Uh, from FSISUSDA. Kraft Heinz Food Company in Kirksville, Missouri establishment is recalling approximately 2,400 pounds of ready-to-eat ham and cheese loaf products due to possible cross-contamination with under-processed products. Uh, The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food and Safety Inspection announced today. Basically, what happened is they sliced these on the same slicer that they uh, sliced something that wasn't cooked and then didn't clean it in between.
1: Mm -hmm. That's i don't know i don't know how people do it like that's why we've talked about this before but deli meats when when there's warnings issued because of xyz to not eat some sort of processed meat or deli meat that's that's what it is deli meat in in and of itself is not the safety issue it's cross-contamination from something else
0: i just remember Uh, i I now remember you telling us
1: we talked about that when talking about like uh my wife through pregnancy mm-hmm. she's told my doctors like don't eat don't eat deli meat i'm like no it's not the deli meat it's the deli meat where the deli meat was eat it from a source that's okay and you'll be fine but yeah you run into something like this and it was something something else contaminated it that's how you get sick off a of deli meat usually.
0: did you talk to a doctor about that were you like in a doctor's office when they said no deli meat and you're like hey no it's because of this or did you tell your wife that
1: i just told my wife that
0: Hmm. why did you do any research after it
1: no Hmm. i don't think so
0: like how do you're very confident on this oh
1: very confident
0: how why are we so confident
1: i don't know i don't know I, i i don't know where i initially got some of the information there. Okay. Like it's something that I've had in my head for the past 12
0: years. I Do you think know. maybe it was like at one of these classes we went to? Might've been. Yeah. Something I picked up along the way. Okay. You said 12 years, so it wasn't something I said. So I'm good. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they're actually just trying to prevent food poisoning.
1: Basically. Okay.
0: Yeah. What's the deal with sushi? Cause those are two things I know women can't eat.
1: Oh, I mean sushi in theory would be kind of the same thing. Your sushi's if it's if it's real sushi, it's never been thermally processed, right? It's still, in theory been it's like reverse. You freeze it so cold that it kills everything off inside, but then you're still preparing it in an environment, and that I think, is where you're picking stuff up. yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, steak. you can you can cook a steak to a hundred degrees on the inside. The outside is where all your contaminants are. Where it touched something else, the surface has picked up something from something else. The inside of the steak, you do not have to cook that to a temperature that kills all the bacteria. You cook on the outside, the inside's basically raw. Eat it, you'll be fine.
0: You don't even need to cook the outside as I've demonstrated multiple times. Yeah,
1: I would still do that. Eh, you're, you're, maybe, maybe not. You're, you're, you're playing a risky
0: game. Okay. Or, or this is the person who is cleaning that and that's why they didn't get it done. That girl looks ten. <laughs> so Wisconsin-based slaughterhouse cleaner ordered not to hire any more minors. I don't even think they were fined. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. There was all the allegations of like high school kids working the night shift at the meat processing factory cleaning stuff and then going right to school. Cause we talked about it. I had jobs, but I never <laughs> I never went right from my job to school. So, I mean, that kid looks That's crazy. 10, right?
1: Is that a stock photo or is that a real I, photo? I
0: have to imagine it's a real photo. Where do you get a stock oh, no. photo of a little kid underneath a meat processing department
1: machine? of labor court filings? Yeah. Like, that is what the photo is from. So, yeah, that is a legit photo. That
0: is a young girl or a boy. I can't tell.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know.
0: So, uh, and then last one um this has been my favorite story of the last i don't even know how long says georgia sheepdog fights off kills eight coyotes after pack attacks his sheep so i think they've updated that to 11. Um, i saw an interview with the the guy who owns the dog and he said he came out in the middle of the night he has two dogs in there one dog had all the sheep back up in the corner of the pen. And this dog and the coyotes were inside and outside the pen. He's like, it's like, so he ran up, killed that one in the pen, killed this one in the pen. And he goes, then he came over the fence and he goes, and they had about a half hour running battle just going up and down this creek. And he's like, he didn't come back he's like we went looking for him the next day he's like and we just kept finding more and more dead coyotes it's like when we knew they got him too because we found parts of his tail it's like we couldn't find him for you know a day he's like we talked to all the neighbors everybody because he's a big dog and he's obviously injured we didn't want him you know anyone to like be scared of him or you know but also to avoid him if you see him because he's in pain Uh, They eventually worked with uh, Lifeline Animal Project who paid for the surgery, but he just turned back up two days later, said he went out into the sheep pen and they have some like little chicken coop type thing. And he was in there. So he just popped his head out and the guy said it looked like somebody skinned him. So they put him back together pretty well because that picture, he looks mostly normal. He lost sight in one eye, but that dog deserves full retirement. Just your house dog now, don't worry about it. On the other hand though,
1: dogs like that they don't they don't want they don't yeah, want to be a house true. dog. That's
0: probably true. Like they
1: Yeah, that's what they it's what they live for. Uh, when I had my short hair, I mean, she she would stay in the house, but she lived for running around. She could she get excited doing something at home, but there was nothing like the excitement of getting out in the field and her going, "I'm getting birds today." <laughs> so,
0: yeah, it's what they're bred for. It's what their genes are telling them. Mm -hmm. they're supposed to do all right so that is my favorite story three good stories today not bad two were positive one was negative but they were still fun
1: yeah some entertaining some depressing some angering
0: a lot of them angering
1: a lot of all kinds of different stuff today
0: all right so we have our 12 days of christmas sale going on right now if we were better at our job we would have talked about this at the beginning but Uh, It started Wednesday. You're listening to this on Friday. That'll be day three. Right now it is $5 shipping on any order over $100. Um, $5 standard shipping, obviously. Uh, It will be $5 on $75. uh, Sorry, $5 shipping on anything over $75 starting Saturday, which is tomorrow for you. Um, And then the 10th day, which is the 16th. Sorry. The seventh day, which is the 13th, it's free over 100. And then the 10th day, which is the 16th of this month, it is free over 75. We are doing a live stream on the 19th. What are you looking at?
1: Pretty, sh- pretty sure it should be the 13 days of Christmas for the date that you have it start and the day you have it end. Well,
0: it ends on a Sunday.
1: Oh, I thought it ended on Monday.
0: No, we're gonna have our live. we're going to keep it going till Monday. Okay. But there's a reason it's not 13 days. Okay. Um, What was I going to say? Yeah, we're going to do a live stream. Uh, Big news on that is November's winner did not claim their prize. Really? No. That is the Victorinox knife and sharpener and apron set.
1: So we'll give that away live December 19th? Yep. 19th? 19th.
0: 19th. So I put a post out on Majistics about it. I already have it up at waltons.com slash live. So I even added an entry, like a daily bonus entry. So anyone really wants to give themselves a good chance, go and do that now. That's awesome. So sweet. All right. Anything else?
1: I got nothing else.
0: If you made it this far, we owe you a beer. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking out the Justics podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to waltonsinc.com. And to get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatGistics.com. Walton's. Everything but the meat.